You're listening to The Grit Splits, a podcast featuring two brothers, Mikey Puckett and Connor Puckett. We grew up as childhood Atlanta Falcons fans. We watch every game, and we love to break down the film. We're paying tribute to the 1977 Atlanta Falcons defense that holds an NFL record for a 14-game season. They held opponents to 9.2 points per game. Welcome to the show. All right, football is back. Welcome to the Grits Blitz. This is Mikey Puckett. Uh, I'm an avid Atlanta Falcons fan. I am blind, I am biased, and I am excited for this season because I think it's going to be a great season for the Atlanta Falcons. I think we're going to get on the field. I think we are going to win a lot of games. I think we're going to make the playoffs. And, man, uh, like any other fan, I believe that we're going to the Super Bowl and we're going to win it this year. So uh, if, if you're a fan, if you love the Atlanta Falcons, you're listening to the right people. Uh, my brother Connor will jump on the show with us often and we'll talk about it, but we we, we come by it honestly. Uh, we're avid Atlanta Falcons fans and we are definitely biased uh, to the Falcons and uh, don't be surprised that every game that we predict that we will predict them to win the game. Um, but also don't be surprised that every time we break down the game we uh, and if we lose, uh, we will be heartbroken and angry and frustrated. But we, we try to keep a level head and perspective. So uh, the season has begun. Last night, the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears uh, went at it uh, for some Thursday night football. And just like any other Thursday night, uh, it stays true to form. Uh, Thursday night football is filled with wretched offensive play. Uh, over and over again, uh, we saw uh, this kind of like uh, this continuous, you know, uh, struggling for the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears to get anything going offensively to get points. And, and that's the typical thing that we see on Thursday nights. So uh, true to form, Thursday night football is, uh, is an offensive struggle uh, for football teams. Uh, so we, we weren't surprised there. But it's, it's definitely interesting to see the Green Bay Packers uh, get a victory over the Bears. Uh, the Bears, their Bears defense looks really good. Uh, and, and they look like they, they got a lot of good things going for them. Uh, Allen Robinson was incredible. Um, for the Bears, uh, Trubisky uh, struggles, but uh, continues to show progress. So uh, don't don't fall asleep on the Bears and think that just because they lose Week One uh, that they that they are you know a team to kind of ride off for the season. Uh, they they showed a lot of good signs and progress um, from the year before. Uh, but but with that being said, that means that the Atlanta Falcons are getting ready to play the Minnesota Vikings this Sunday and. Like always, my prediction is that we are going to come out, we're going to be um, have a fast start, uh, and, and we're going to get a lot of points, and we're going to be able to walk away with a victory, but not necessarily because our offense is gifted and talented, which it is. Uh, we are going to win with our defense. Uh, we're going to win with Keanu Neal and Deion Jones coming back uh, with Vic Beasley, who had a great camp, and people are saying that he, he he's going to take a huge step forward this year, which, fingers crossed, that's what we want to see. Uh, we've been waiting for this guy uh, to get this uh, start and, and get out there and uh, and really progress from his rookie season, uh, which was a great rookie season, uh, to see him really take that next step. So we're, we're excited about that. Uh, but I really do think our defense is going to be much improved, uh, partially because Dan Quinn has taken it upon himself uh, to call the defense um, and has gotten um, his hands dirty with the defense uh, this offseason. And I think that's just a great sign is Dan Quinn 
is an incredible defense coordinator. Uh, the reason why the Falcons went out and got him was because to be their head coach was because they wanted a guy that could create a great defense and uh, it really did start to take shape especially in 2017 when we took off and had that great run and, and something to you know make note of is the Atlanta Falcons are are pretty average uh, defensively uh, throughout the regular season but then in the postseason they are absolutely incredible I mean the LA Rams they held under 15 points the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles they held to 15 points and uh, in, in those years in the playoffs which are which were prolific offenses that were completely stifled by the Atlanta Falcons defense which which seems pretty odd uh, especially when as a fan when you've watched the Falcons defense play over the years uh, you know that they they don't really do a great job at keeping teams out of the end zone and so this is something that I'm really excited to see because we're gonna be healthy we're gonna be in and in, in, and hopefully we will stay healthy I think our defense is gonna be much improved during the regular season and we'll continue to put the clamps on in the postseason but I think what we're gonna see um, out of this defense is a lot of what we see in the postseason from the Falcons uh, and, and I think we're gonna be I project for us to be a top 10 defense this year. Uh, so if you're looking for fantasy defenses, uh, a team a team that may not have been picked up yet is is the Falcons. Uh, maybe consider uh, picking them up. I know I know it's, there's no point in having uh, two defenses, but maybe maybe consider after this week maybe picking them up. The problem though that with with facing the Minnesota Vikings is this guy named Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is healthy. Dalvin Cook is ready to go. Dalvin Cook looks freaky good. Uh, I don't know if you saw that preseason run that he had. It was like 84 yards. It was disgusting. Um, absolutely nasty. This dude is the real deal. He has suffered from injuries over the last few years. And so for him to come in and, and play against us week one, that is not gr good news because he's healthy. He's ready to go. Um, and, and he's incredible. Um, that dude, um, that his first three steps are, are probably is are probably the best three steps first three steps in the entire league and then his ability to gain speed while making cuts only is just is just incredible um he's able to split defenders um nfl defenders um and make a miss and take wrong angles um because of his speed and agility to do so so i think that's going to be a big problem for us but the atlanta falcons if any team is used to playing against incredible running backs it's it's the falcons and that's why we have Deion jones who's essentially um, a running back that plays linebacker who has that kind of speed, who has that kind of ability um, and the physicality to make stops, make tackles. I mean, that's why we have them because we face guys like Christian McCaffrey. We face guys like Alvin Kamara. We face guys, um, well, the Bucks don't, don't really have much going for them uh, in that regards. But you do have, you know, the slot receivers um, and a lot of talent um, for the Bucks, um, like Deshaun Jackson and, and Humphreys. But obviously those guys aren't there this year. But but what all that to say is that we are prepared. We do have the guy at middle linebacker that can go toe to toe with a Dalvin Cook. Uh, but yes, Dalvin Cook is gonna is a player. He's gonna get his plays. So he's gonna have those moments. And so when you're watching and you see him, we know that he's gonna have it. It's all about damage control with Dalvin Cook, making sure that he doesn't have. Uh, more than a few of those in a game and and make sure that we can more times than not stuff the run make Kirk Cousins throw the football um, and, and put it on our secondary and if we can get a good pass rush which is key for Vic Beasley I think that we can frustrate Cousins and make some plays on the ball Keanu O'Neal is a ball hawk 
um, and be able to take away, get some takeaways. And don't forget about KZ. He's a ball hawk as well and be able to get some takeaways. I mean, this defense has a ton of depth, um, especially after last year when you had to play a bunch of guys um, from the bench, on the bench. You have a lot of experience on this defense, a lot of depth on this defense. And and, and, so, and this team is a veteran-led team. This is a team that is um, tested. They've been tested. They've been through the ringer. They've been through the moments. Um, they know what it takes to win football games, and they know... Um, what not to do um, in order to avoid losing. I mean, they, they've experienced losses. They've experienced a lot of things together. Um, and it is one of the oldest teams in the NFL. And sometimes you can look at that stat and be like, man, that's a bad thing. Um, but I actually think it is a good thing, um, especially with the young talent that we do have. And we have a really great thing going here in Atlanta where you got a bunch of, you got old guys that can still play, that can still ball, that can still make um, incredible plays and tackles um, and defend and catch and run and block and, and pass rush. You've got guys like that that are training up guys that are younger um, in, in their 20s on how to do it like a professional. Um, you think about Julio Jones training up Calvin Ridley, um, how to be a professional and things like that, and Sanu training up Calvin. you got this core that is continuing to get young, but also in free agency and, and over the years is also getting older. So you got a great balance. I think it's the fifth oldest team in the NFL this year. And, and so that I think a lot of times you can read into that and be like, man, like the Falcons, you know, this is it, boom or bust. But I really think they have a really good system going. And, and notoriously, the Falcons have been an older team over the last few years, especially under the Dan Quinn era, older team. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that we are getting um, players that are battle-tested, that are proven, that have been in big situations, that have been in the playoffs, that have been in big games, and you get them, and you get them playing, and you get them training our guys, and, and you create this nucleus and core of maturity and professionalism that a lot of teams don't have and that the Falcons do have, and that is something to celebrate and to love about this football team, especially under Dan Quinn. Uh, and and I know that one of the biggest questions this year is going to be the Dan Quinn question is, is this... Is he on the hot seat? I don't think he's on the hot seat right now, but I think if you have another losing season or a season where maybe you missed the playoffs by a game or two, is it, it will call, cause some question, especially since he has taken it upon himself um, to become the defensive coordinator, to call the plays. Um, he's essentially saying the buck stops here. Like, if I'm going to roll the dice, if I'm going to go out this year, like, it's going to be on me and on me alone and um and then since he's putting his name and stamp on it and there's a lot to respect about that and love about that um and there's just a lot to love about the culture he's created um for the falcons um and the consistency that he's created on the field and off the field it would be i mean the falcons were completely um just destroyed defensively um and with the injury side of things and caught like the injury bug and so last year in a lot of ways can be um written off but some of the things that we got to think about addressing though is making sure that we have this depth making sure that we have a team um, that can uh, come together um, and be able to play well and be put in the position to make plays and I think Dan Quinn is notorious um, for getting his playmakers on the field and putting them in a position to make plays on the football um, and calling plays um, for us to be able to attack go downhill trigger um, and, and make the plays and that's what I'm excited about seeing again is this resurgence of this team on defense. I mean, that's what we've been waiting for with Dan Quinn. We've been waiting for for a top 10 defense to um, arrive. And, and I wonder, um, over the last few years, if people are getting a little impatient with the fact that our defense has struggled. I would love to see this year to be the year that we, we catch and we, we slip into the top 10 
defensively. We show signs of, of what we're going to be defensively under the Dan Quinn era. Um, but I do think the clock is ticking a little bit for him. And I think that if you continue to struggle throughout the season, I think it would be you know, fair to say that he should be on the hot seat at the end of the season, if not if not, maybe potentially fired. And, and, and that's not something that I wish upon him. I love the guy. I think he's a good coach. I love the way he coaches. I love that it's all gas, no breaks. Um, I love that he's fearless. I love that he creates a great culture around him. And so I'm, I'm, I am really excited. Now, my biggest question mark is, is Cutter. Are we going to have an offense that is similar to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which was essentially just don't turn the ball over, play safe? Or are we going to have an offense that is aggressive and tries to get points as much as possible and gets the ball into our playmakers? That's what I would really like to see, um, an offense that is attacking, going downfield, trying to make plays. What we saw with Cutter with the Buccaneers was is essentially cowardice play calling. Um, I'm not, and I'm coming out. I'm saying, I'm being honest. Cutter is is not. I'm not the biggest fan of Cutter. I think that he is. He's. I think he he knows what he's doing. But at the same time, I don't. I think it's a little dated, and I don't really love. Um, I'm not in love what we what we might see from the Falcons' offense. I feel like it may underperform this year because he is at the helm. But this is my thought too: is that Matt Ryan really should be stepping into that position where it doesn't matter who the coordinator is. Matt Ryan is calling the plays. Matt Ryan is figuring it out. This is Matt Ryan's offense. The co coordinator now is just coming in, handling the day-to-day -day basis, and, and is essentially just a an eyes and ears for Matt Ryan to help him from the sideline and from the booth. That's what I'm hoping that we see, a step forward for Matt Ryan, and that no longer does it really matter who the coordinator is. It's it's Matt Ryan's offense, and that's what I would love to see happening and and Matt Ryan and, and Cutter have a great relationship and so that's one of the things that I think is the reason why Cutter came in it's not necessarily because he had a great offense with the Buccaneers but he came in because Matt Ryan likes him um, enjoys him works well with him so that, that's what I think is is the biggest reason for that and and and, and I, that makes sense so that's what I'm hoping that we get and if that's the case then we should expect to see um, a prolific offense this season um, and, and and we should expect that every year because of the talent that we have surrounding Matt Ryan. Um, we've definitely bolstered up the offensive line this year and the draft, so that's exciting. Um, and so we got good things coming. I'm, I'm really excited. Now the, now the biggest question that we we're coming into this Sunday is, is what about Julio Jones? What about this contract problem? Guys, I honestly didn't really think that this would be an issue, but here we are. It's Friday, and still nothing has been done with the Julio Jones contract, and there has been just this idea that we we probably will not see him play Sunday um, and, and I'm expecting not to see him play Sunday which is which is just one of those things where I'm like man like I thought that we could get this deal done and get this figured out um, I think Julio Jones is worth his money I think he's worth um, being paid a lot of money I think he's worth being the highest paid wide receiver the problem is is if you make him the highest paid wide receiver what does that do for the rest of the team in the future and us being able to um, draft, us being able to not only draft, but to pick up guys in free agency um, to bolster our roster throughout the years and to keep the guys that are really good on our roster throughout the years. Ultimately, that's maybe what they're trying to work out is figuring out a common ground where Julio can maybe take maybe a little less money um, and, and, and maybe still, and, and we can maybe still, still getting an upgrade to his salary, but being able to build a team, continuing to build a team. I just don't know really what's happening there. That's that's a that's being handled very professionally um, because it's Julio Jones um, and it's the Falcons and they do a good job at handling that professionally. But it's very uncharacteristic for both those parties uh, to continue this and draw this out. 
to the very last minute. So that's a problem. That's an issue. And if you have Julio Jones on your fantasy team, you might want to put him on the bench or wait till tomorrow um, to see what happens. Um, I honestly, I honestly have no idea, um, and, and I'm really concerned that we might not see him in week one. If we don't see him week one, that's a huge issue because that allows the Minnesota Vikings, their secondary, um, to key more heavily on Calvin Ridley. And I don't know if we have the guys that can make enough plays. Um, and I'm really, but what I am really excited to see is Freeman and see him get fresh legs and um, healthy and making plays down the field. So that's kind of everything that I got for us today. Um, hopefully uh, we get a win this this week against the Vikings um, and hopefully uh, we can take home the W um, and start off on the right foot. Um, but like I said, if Julio Jones isn't playing, um, expect for things to be a little bit more difficult for us on offense uh, and, and, and that, that will be frustrating. So this is Mikey Puckett with the Grits Blitz. Uh, please uh, continue listening. Um, with us. Thank you for listening to us and, and, and we'll be back uh, uh, later. Um, hope, I would love to do another one before Sunday, but uh, most likely we'll, we'll have another one up uh, midweek uh, next week uh, to break down the game against the Vikings and, and to look forward to the next week game. All right. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening.